Damn, how, how did you get a death row from the 90s, B? If I had more confidence, I, I would terrible freestyle for you. But I don't have that. I'm, I'm pretty sure that you have a way harder time getting through life than the average person, Ari. I, I, I don't know why anybody would listen to this. I know I won't. Ari, your advice single-handedly broke up my marriage. You're an awful person. You're 24 years old. Why would I listen to you? Why would you be giving therapy and advice to people who clearly need it? It doesn't make any sense, Ari. This is a horrible idea. You're listening to you're listening to unlicensed, 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 unlicensed therapy with Ari Mendes. Sound kind of low quality. What was that playing for? Bluetooth, a Bluetooth adapter. Dude, you're like a one-man radio shack. Yeah, I do it all here. Yeah. Right here in the studio. This is a professional do people, studio. Do people in know the real story, or should I? I don't yeah, want to give away. The, I, I don't want to. I don't want to give <laughs> away the Hollywood magic. <laughs> no, they if you know. hear cars whizzing by, there's a reason. Right off Hollywood Boulevard, right off one car yes, garage. You are like a good real estate agent. You make it sound instead of we're right. We're in a garage right by the road. You go right off of Hollywood Boulevard, <laughs> like your Byron <laughs> Allen coming up. Hey, not all of us could afford houses in the valley. Oh yeah, you're not allowed to talk about That's it. That's okay. Yeah. How dare you? You're rich now, huh? I'm not rich. I okay. just uh, I don't I don't you're spend a lot. Money. of I'm good at my, yeah, you're my, good at budgeting. My, my big vice is probably like I don't cook. That's where I fuck up. That's like where you I, spend the most money on. Yeah, food. but I don't buy anything else really. I mean, I still have a 2007 Mazda three. And you don't cook at all. I'll do eggs. That's easy. Like eggs and toast for breakfast. Bacon. Scrambled eggs is so easy to do. You know what I mean? Like, and it's so cheap. Bang out breakfast. Like, if you're gonna be one of those people who eat out all the time, at least just do breakfast. What about bacon strips? Fry well, those I, don't, up? I, don't, I don't do bacon. I do turkey. Oh, bacon. that's right. You're a. Uh, I had beef bacon for the first time. Muslim. I guess. I'm a, yeah, I'm a party Muslim. <laughs> What's a party Muslim? <laughs> it's a la carte. What does that mean? Are you like, I like this. I like this. Oh, you pick and like choose this. the things you like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the cart comes by. Uh, I'll take some of that. I'll take that. Yeah, I don't want that. What about a sandwich? You ever cook yourself a turkey sandwich for lunch? Cook? How do you cook that? You. I think if you cook a sandwich, toast the, the bread. The, that's about the only thing. Panini? You do you have a panini press? One time I had like I didn't have a George Foreman grill. I had like a Hamilton Beach one. It's the same shit, right? Off brand George Foreman. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I kind of wanted that Foreman seal of approval, so I didn't know because he's a trusted name in grilling. Yeah, I don't I'd know, say like so. Hamilton Beach, but there's no boxers going to bat for this appliance. But they've been so I took a too. risk. Yeah, like if it was Oscar De La Hoya, I'd feel more comfortable about <laughs> it. If it was like Sugar Ray Leonard or something, I'd be like, okay, I'm getting a quality product. But there's no boxers under not Hamilton. even a kickboxer attached to this thing that I bought. Hamilton Beach, zero Hamilton Beach, zero athletes, zero athletes. How to hold up? So it was it was risky. So I bought it, and you know. You'll go through these phases where you use these things. Like, I'm like, ah, oh, man, this is a game changer. Like, you want me to grill you on the Hamilton Beach? <laughs> and, like, I never use it, you know? But but there was a time when I was, like, I had this epiphany. I'm like, I can make paninis with this thing. So that would just be the final stop so you on do the have sandwich. It. I do have it. You could make a panini. If you have a... I could. I could have a panini party. So it's nice to have that option. Yeah, if you had company over at your home. How funny. Like, that's my idea of entertaining. Is everyone comfortable? <laughs> I have panini things. time. <laughs> I what kind of panini do you want? <laughs> I'd be impressed. Yeah? Yeah, because you go, when people really come over to my up. place, I offer to microwave meatballs. That's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. There's two bad words with that. Microwave <laughs> and meatballs. You're not even one for two with that proposition. One time I offered it. <laughs> You're like, hold accept on. it. Can I microwave you? Hold on. I'm <laughs> not done yet. Meatballs. From... Ikea. Ikea. Ugh. Yeah. Why is breakfast one of those meals where like you can't reheat anything? That's not a take-home food. Lunch you can take no home. You yeah, who's re- reheating pancakes? You don't, want, or you don't want old toast? You don't want to revisit breakfast. Breakfast is like one-night stand food. I wonder why that is. It's too volatile. Eggs. You could maybe do eggs if you cook it up in a That's smoothie. That's gross as fuck. You mix it up with some fruit. Like who dude, imagine you're friends with someone or maybe you're dating a girl and then she she like takes out a styrofoam and starts <laughs> revisiting some hash browns and like half eaten scrambled eggs. Ooh, hash browns I could do. 
Nah, potatoes yet. are one of those things too where it's like potatoes revisited are never good. If fries are soggy, fried, yeah. hash, like potatoes are like a fling in Paris. I've never put this much thought into it, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. And that's why you don't cook. That's kind of why I came on here. I just wanted to set the record straight about what's reheatable. Thanks for doing this podcast. I know that Thank you're very you. picky about the things you do. Yeah, I am. Wow, yeah. how do you know that? Is that my MO? Uh, I've just, you know, it's like we're friends. Yeah. I've always felt like I come across as professional and put in. Should I take the good, label off? Good is effort. This bad? Are you no, like, you can leave it on. Crystal Geyser is Are you sponsored unofficial. by Smart Water and this is like a faux pas? Crystal Geyser is my unofficial sponsor. Unofficial? <laughs> yeah. They don't know they're sponsoring me yet, but they're going to. Yeah. Yeah. I always come across as a real pro. The things I do, at least I For sure. like to think I do. I mean, look at this. I mean, when you open up the garage. Yeah. And then I ask you to do things sometimes, and then you question them. I do question them. Yeah. You're like, well, you, don't, you know why? How's it like, going to be? What's it going to be? Like, I like, forget. Sometimes I forget how polished and professional and how 100 you do things. Like, uh-huh. you're not an amateur. When you do th- something, you do it properly. You and yeah. your brother. I was just driving over here, and I was just thinking about, like, you and your brother are, like, really bright guys, and you don't half-ass things, and, like... Thank you. You're going to go far in life. Well, I, I doubt it, but I hope I so. I think so. Yeah, yeah you. You, and, you and Milan, uh, not everyone has, like, certain gears or... Some people you got to, like, coax along and be like... That's why I ask these questions, because when other people say, hey, can you do my show? Right. And I I have... You know, you've been burned I enough understand. times. I understand, yeah. When you, you, when do you stand up to for do long show. enough, you go, what's the venue? Uh, who's going to be there? Is there parking? And sometimes they'd be like street parking. Yeah, there's street parking. Like even when you told me there's street parking here, I go, we'll "Is see. there really street parking, <laughs> or is it one of those things where park on there's, a, yeah, there's street parking, but it's like impossible, right?" And I'm circling. I've I've been yeah, invited to do those hesitant. shows. Look, I'm I'm at the point in my career. I've done that. I've done all this rigmarole. I don't need to do it anymore. <laughs> I'm 17 years deep. If I'm doing you a solid by going to one of these, I'm not getting paid. It's like some bar show or whatever, right? So if they say, yeah, there's street parking, and I go to this thing, because this has happened like once or twice, and I'm, yeah. I'm circling. It's like on Hollywood or whatever, and it's, it's just, there's no parking whatsoever. I circle two, three times, and then I just text. I go, I couldn't find parking. Bye. You've done that? I don't say bye, but I, go, I couldn't find parking. I had to go do another spot. Yeah. And I leave. I don't need the spot. I'm not going to pay for parking in a lot to do like a shitty show. To do show. an unpaid spot. If yeah. I'm gonna do, I mean, I'm coming off as a prima donna, but I don't, I don't even understand the comedy scene in LA. Like, once you get to, like, I get up at the store all the time. I get up at the improv. I get up at the factory. I'll do these other shit. So it's like I have enough spots. Yeah. Um. And if I'm doing, and I'm not getting paid to do this show, make it as easy as possible for me to pop in and and, and do a spot. Right. But if you're a younger, look, like, there was a time when I was a younger comic and I, I had to find parking and I, I, You'll like, do I cherish these. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, the, the other day, two nights ago, I drove to Huntington Beach, mm-hmm. which is 45 minutes. Yeah, I would do that. 10 o'clock at night. And I used I, to drive to Santa Ana. Yeah, yeah. I'm not above it. He mm-hmm. says, do you want to headline my show? And it's at a bar. I didn't question it. I said, yeah. absolutely. That's I almost an oxymoron. To. Do you want to headline my show at a bar? Yeah. But I thought maybe it'll be a decent bar show. Yes. Maybe I, they'll turn the TVs off. Maybe they'll turn their TV. Best case TVs scenario, off. they turn the golden tea machine off. I drive 45 minutes at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. I park in the lot. I get in there. The TVs are on. The Dodger game is on, as well as another sport sporting event is playing at the same time. The stage has a guardrail over so the stage. It's not a stage. Off. It's actually just... A back pool area that is separate from the rest of the bar where you're standing on and everyone else is in the bar. People are talking in the back of the bar. There's no sort of regulation. No, hey, quiet down. We have a comedy show. Nothing. I get in the back. I'm pissed at this point, yeah. but I had driven 45 minutes. Yeah. You're already all in. I'm already all in. You're so invested. What are you going to do? Then I look at the lineup sheet. He has me down for 25 to 30 minutes. Of stand-up comedy. What did you want? Like 50? 45? I wanted, in that crowd, maybe uh, five if I have to do it. Oh, hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. For sure. Maybe five minutes. Isn't it bizarre sometimes, I mean, get back to this, but like sometimes a guy will try to do stand-up comedy at a venue. Like, I guess he just loves stand-up so much or this person. Yeah, this person was so nice. And then they don't understand how it works 
and uh, it's almost like, say, I like basketball, and I have a lot of money, and I'm like, hey, LeBron, I want you to come do basketball at my party, and then LeBron shows up, and there's no hoops, and he's like, he's like, where are the hoops? He's like, oh, you need hoops? <laughs> I know. Well, I, we just, I just saw you. I just saw corner. you at Staples Center, and I thought, um. Yeah, okay, you need a ball. Uh, we can find, I think my son has a soccer ball. Yeah. That's how stand-up is. We're like, oh, you need a microphone? Um, okay, uh, well, we could roll paper together yeah. and you could talk through the paper. And then also, like, sometimes you'll do a show and maybe, like, two people show up and then they still want you to do the show and they still want you to do, like, an hour because yeah. they're paying for this money. Instead of just packing it in and accepting that they fucked up and that, you know, whatever, everyone just go along with it and, like, eh, maybe next time. They just feel like they need to get some sort of value, even though there's nothing to be like, no, we're still going to do a show and um, you, you have to do an hour. And even if you, if you get off at like 45 or you 50, like, I, I, the, the contract says you have to do an hour, even though no one is enjoying this. Yeah. The audience isn't enjoying it. You as a performer aren't enjoying it. You as a booker aren't enjoying it. No, and now it's thing. just sort of like you're a taskmaster. Yeah. You have to do an hour. People have to be unentertained for an hour uh, maybe they're secretly hoping you get off early and they don't have to pay you i think at that point they're just like so fucked like it's a fire fest type deal and they're just like as long as he breaks the contract i i don't have to eat this money that's why sometimes you do a yeah. shitty gig i've done a shitty gig where like, people are talking all that stuff and i just keep on going through the motions and whoever tunes in will get a show like because you do it long enough you realize that if you have a meltdown you're not going to get paid and the guy's <laughs> just banking on you being like shut the fuck up like if it's a corporate gig, you're like, you motherfuckers! Because <laughs> then the guy will be like, have you, you ever done that? No, 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 no. I'm I'm there to get my money. Yeah, I'll have a smile on my face. Like, yeah. But uh, so you you saw the lineup and everything and 25 minutes. I said to him right away. I walk in. I walk up to him. I said, Hey, um, thanks for having me. I'm not doing 25 minutes. Nice. I said, Are you I'm, getting paid or no? No. Oh, okay. yeah, I think I was, but it was twenty dollars. Okay. Yeah. Thirty dollars. It wasn't sure worth it. Was it. it wasn't worth it. And I said, uh, I'm going to go up there and just see how it is. I might do five minutes. I might do 10 minutes, but I'll just get off when I'm done. And, and, he, go, and he was like, that's totally cool. That's nice. Yeah. It's a chill dude. Yeah. Some and people then, be like, I have you down. If you want $20. If you want the $20. I'm paying you more than a dollar a minute. So at these rates, I need you to do. What I am getting picky about is my podcasting. If someone asked me to do, there's just like stand up. Everyone has a podcast now. Podcasting is the new, can you drive me to the airport? <laughs> is and that bad? A little bit. There's so many podcasts. Like come do my podcast. Can you drive me to the airport? And before that, the analogy was, can you run lines with me? Was the, <laughs> was the new, can you drive me to the airport? <laughs> Isn't it funny with yeah. Uber and Lyft? If you ask someone to drive you to the airport, you're the biggest asshole in the world. Yeah. It's like, Whereas in the past, you needed to have a friend. Everyone had to have like a solid friend. Like, let's make a pact. I drive you to the airport. You drive me. You drive me. Okay? Pinkies? I wouldn't even ask my wife to drive me to the airport. And I wouldn't expect my wife to ask me to pick her up from the airport. It's just changed again. And yeah. my dad's a little old school. Like, I think yeah. one time he wanted me to pick him up from like... And people don't understand the geography of SoCal. Like, I was in K-Town. My dad is going to land in like uh, John Wayne. Santa Ana. Yeah. like, so like, like or, or potentially... County. And then with two rush hours, hour, hour and shit, and half, also people who don't know LA, they just look at Google Maps and they're like, yeah, that's pretty close. Like they don't understand Yeah, they don't traffic. know if it's any time between 8 a.m. Yes. and 7 p.m. So, and my dad didn't have to travel that far to his sister's house. And I go, uh, yeah, it'd be like a really cheap Uber or Lyft. And anybody technologically hip would like understand and like super easy. It's not a big deal. But I think my dad took it as a huge slight Kind of like that you, you know, didn't want to pick him up, that or that he's my father, yeah, and I should. So it's this weird, like Middle Eastern old school thing where you just, even though it makes so no, even though it makes no sense whatsoever, I have to go pick him up and drive him. So to this day, next week your dad's visiting town, you're picking him up from the airport. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then also he's like, he doesn't trust Uber and like credit cards and smart. He still has a flip phone. I refuse at this point. If my dad says, hey, I'm landing here. Can you can you pick me up? I say, it's 2019, you Uber. It's yeah, the same yeah, price. Backhanded, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> but he doesn't support you. You don't have to be that's, nice. That's true. No, come on, you still do. I, I'm not. I'm guess, Nets, I guess you you're say, nicer You say personally. yes, sir, may I have another. You, you don't push back. <laughs> he's your dad, okay? No, but now here's what I get mad about the podcast. Yeah. I don't mind doing anyone's podcast. Mm -hmm. Who am I? I'm nobody. 
you're you're somebody I guess. but still almost nobody i'm Thank definitely you. nobody right so i'll do anything anyone asks right sure but you're, the, you're I, the little wayne of podcasts you'll you'll hop on any track right? i'll hop on any track yeah but when i show up and they have their phone out in the middle of the table oh my god i've done and they're that recording a podcast with their phone i like they don't even point, have equipment now i ask ahead of time i say do you have individual do we are we sharing a microphone you're like what's your we, rig what's your rig and if they say, "Oh, we," I put a microphone in the middle and we talk in the mic. I go, "No, I'm not. I'm not doing it. Yeah, we need our own, we need our own microphones. They need to be dynamic. You need to have a little Ooh, tiny I, I bit like of quality." I like how you ask if they're dynamic. They need to be dynamic I microphones. Haven't, I haven't taken it that far. Yeah, Sorry, and if they're not, I don't do. Or if someone says, "Hey, will you do a phone in?" podcast like it's, a, like, call it's a, in. like it's a zoo crew morning show yeah, yeah ari man <laughs> calling in from los angeles hey, what's up guys not doing it yeah so that's my podcast standard i, just I think those are good person. standards because what if someone what if someone searches you for the first time mm-hmm. fahim anwar yeah. and they hear that's an hour hear. of you talking into someone's cell phone they're not going to listen to anything else you ever do and then they're like i like this but is there anything with dynamic audio <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean this mono is pretty good, but it's a standard. Slap some dynamic on it. I need a this standard. This guy's a star. You know, I also have a standard where I normally don't allow guests in with sweatpants. But well, you caught me. You know, I've been. I forgot that I had this, and then your producer. I was supposed to do it at one p.m. and I'm out and about. And he's like, "Can you come in?" And so, I mean, look, I, I don't dress like this all the time. I'm just kidding. I also don't love the gray. I actually think those are pretty form fitting sweatpants. Really? They look. Hey, pretty thanks, good man. on you. Yeah, have, I got them. They're like they're like kind of like ta- I never wear them. Have you ever gotten a girl from your from dance my sweatpants? videos? Um, from the dance videos on Instagram? No. Although, you know, this dancing thing is such an odd. Girls like a guy who could dance. It sounds like such a stereotype, though. You know what I mean? But they do. I guess why? Why is that? Have you ever gotten a DM but understand from a girl from those dance videos that said like hot? That's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gotten that. Wow. I mean, not all the time, but yeah, there are some girls who like dancing and stuff. Wow. Um, but here's the trouble with You're like, a hero. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, being able to dance, like I've, I've talked about this before. Where, what do you do with that? Like, sure, I'll do these fun videos on Instagram. Like, if I really like a song, I'll, I'll, I'll do like a little dance on Instagram. Just yeah. you know, pass the time, whatever. It's content, and like, I guess I can dance. Um, and it's fun to do. So I'll do it that way. Like I've always danced just for like for fun. Comedy, comedy or for filming yeah. or comedy. Yeah. Like it's always uh, sh- like applied itself in art or whatever, whatever type of art I'm doing. Yeah. I never go to the club. I have no desire to go to the club and dance. And also, you know, whenever g- guys are always so jealous, like, oh man, you could dance. Like, oh, you must get laid all the time with the dancing. I'm like, not really. Cause like, how do you apply that in the real world? Here's the thing. Like, if I go to a club, you'd have to go to a club, yeah. Okay, but also if I go to the club, what are the it, there are a few iterations and all of them are sad being able to dance. Okay, so there's a girl I just start dancing with her by myself. That's yeah. fucking weird. Okay. Is it? I think that's so. what you're supposed to do. Nah, man. You're not supposed so to go up there's to a, a group drunk of, girl and just pick her out and say let you and me we're dancing. That just seems I don't, like, I've never danced, so I don't know. Fuck, I have no idea. Okay. I, I don't know what that play is, you know? Just a complete stranger. Like you're a fucking Sims character. You just walk up to them. And then <laughs> yeah. I thought that's what you were supposed <laughs> like, to do. Like, like it's Second Life. In my fantasy I, I just of have people an Ed Hardy shirt and I just, <laughs> and then they're not into it. And then I just go to the other corner of the room. <laughs> I, in my fantasy of people who dance, I thought that's what they did. Yeah. Look, everyone has this cinematic version of being able to dance because they've seen it in the movies and that's how it plays out in real life. But yeah. I'm trying to apply logic okay. and actual logistics to how this would pan out. All right, so number number one is the Sims scenario, where where I'm a stranger, she's a stranger, and I just I just hope that she's into that. All right, she, all right, so that's you got to be drunk, I think, for that scenario to work. Probably, I yeah. guess. Yeah, both parties have yeah. to be a little drunk. Yeah, no one's sober, and this is working. Yeah. So there's that. So okay, then the other version is, um, what is? It? Yeah, what's the other version like? Okay. You go with someone you know, maybe? You go with someone, but then what's the point? Yeah, you go with someone, yeah, yeah like that she's already there with you. Because she likes to dance, but you're like, that's I a don't weird thing. Dance. But just picking up a complete stranger, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so hard. here's the thing. Like, uh, all right, so go, that's the Sims version. And then the other version is like, I just want to say I'm peacocking. 
and I'm just by myself at the club. And I just I just find an open space and I just start going at it and just hope that like a circle forms. And then you're the guy who's just busting by himself. Okay. And then I, that's weird. That's weird as fuck. <laughs> a guy by himself. Yeah. You don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. I've never liked dancing. Uh, not even as, uh, I mean, I've seen some cool dance you videos like, on the internet. How can you not like dancing? Like when I watch some videos of you dancing, mm-hmm. I go, that's cool. Sure. But the idea of going to a place, even at a wedding. Here's the thing. I can dance yeah. and I share the same view as you. I don't like dancing in, you know, the only way I'll dance and enjoy it is if it's like a dance party's breaking out. Like it's got to be a lot. Like everyone, everyone is collectively going in on this if it's just a few people on the dance floor i'm not that guy yeah but i not only am i not that guy i literally cannot comprehend why someone would be that guy or girl Hmm. why does some people say hey tonight let's go to hide oh i don't get that at all dude but i don't get it but it's uh, we're the weird ones. So many people love that. And I just don't even, I can't even wrap my head around why someone else would like it. I just think. Have you figured out why other people like it? Okay. First of all, I think in your 20s, you're just predisposed to thinking that that is fun. Um, or that's what you're supposed to do. So there's a decade of your life where you've just p- been programmed to think like, oh, you see enough movies and music videos and shit. And even if you're not that person. You think you are, you think you are that person or you have amnesia. You have club amnesia. You'll have a terrible time. Enough time will pass and be like, let's go to the club. You're like, yeah. Or you think you'll have this skill set that you don't have. I'm speaking as like a former engineer or whatever. So like that was never going to be the lane for me. That's not how I operate. I'm not good in that setting. But I think there are some guys who probably clean up the club or they do really well. And that's why they love the club. They like it. And maybe there are some girls as well who like enjoy the club atmosphere because they have a good time and it it like it caters to their personality of not being able to talk. Or maybe, uh, I don't know. Some people are suave and shit and some people are good at like, all I have are my words. I'm a fucking comedian. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like saying, Hey Superman, we've got, there's this club with tons of hot chicks. They're all dimes. There's kryptonite there, but there's there's dimes. And Superman's like, well, I don't know. The kryptonite is good. He's like, but you don't understand. They're so hot, Superman. <laughs> so what's the point of Superman going to this club with dimes when there's kryptonite? Like, he can't do his thing there. Yeah. All his powers are gone. That's how we feel. Well, as a comedian, yeah. what am I going to, you know, like, That's words true. are my strength. What am I going to do at a club? Nothing. Sims, I should have Sims, dude. It. But if I was good at dancing, I still wouldn't like the club, but I would be better at the club. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, here because I'm not even comfortable to dance. I'm uncomfortable. If someone's like, "Your turn to dance," I'd be like, "Because that's how no. dancing normally works." They, someone dances and, they, and then they point <laughs> to the next person. And they go, "All right, your turn to dance." Or if so, you know, like it's bowling. All right, you're up. Have you ever just been out at a bar with a group and they're just like, "Okay, we're going dancing." For me, when that whenever that happens, I walk away, mm-hmm. you or I you stand there uncomfortable, or I get shit faced so that I don't care. Right, but it's maybe so, that's the move. Yeah, that might be the move. Oh yeah, here's another scenario for for like how does the dancing work? Um, so you go with your friends, let's say, right? Because a lot of like your boys would be like, let's go to the club. Yeah, are you and your boys dancing? <laughs> then that's weird. <laughs> or at least it's not what you guys envisioned when you said let's go to the club yeah at the minimum it's not I'm, what yeah, anyone yeah. wants. i mean obviously i'm overthinking it for anybody who does go to the club and like it's not an issue <laughs> where am i i'm playing i'm like dr strange just playing out infinite scenarios of how I it goes think down anyone personally who i know that uh or who i don't know that likes going to a nightclub and dancing mm-hmm. will probably never be my friend I, th- I think it's a good rule of thumb yeah, and not because I won't be friends with them. I just think we wouldn't be compatible in any facet of yeah. life. But I could be wrong. Someone proved me wrong. Someone be my friend who likes going clubbing. Yeah, I don't know. They wouldn't. They, and no one who likes going clubbing would listen to a comedy podcast. I think that's a good. Yeah, that's pretty. That's How many Joe Rogan listeners even go go to nightclubs and go dancing? He has millions of listen, listeners. True bouncers. <laughs> bouncers probably. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, nightclub bouncers. Mm-hmm. There it is. Have you heard my podcast before? Have I? Didn't I do yours once? Did I do this one or a different one? Never this one. What was the other one? 
me and Lenochi had a podcast many moons ago, uh-huh. like probably six six years ago, and it was called Late Night in Hollywood. Same you came location. Over to my, no, you came over to my studio apartment, uh-huh. and we. Just oh talked. yeah, yeah. I think I did that one. You did that yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is on licensed therapy with oh, me, yeah. your host Ari Man. It's cool to see how far you've come. You know, <laughs> really far. Like I remember when you didn't have a garage didn't to have do a garage. it in. Mm. You didn't have, have a, a plant garage, fake two fake plants, mm-hmm. mosquitoes. You and you're, and you're on Hollywood Boulevard, off Hollywood Boulevard. But the premise to this podcast, yeah, is that I am an expert, right, in everything. That makes sense. Which you know to be true, right? That's kind of yeah, almost everything except for dancing. Yeah, that's your only Achilles heel. That's my only. That's my kryptonite. Uh, is yeah. dancing. I could help you with any problems in your life. Well, really? Yeah. If you have any issues and everyone's got problems, there's nothing, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Right. Jay-Z has problems. Yeah. How many uh, does he have? 99. Huh. 50 there's one, there's one he doesn't have though. What, what's the one he doesn't have? You're testing my pop culture again. I am? No, I, I really don't know. He has one problem that's not a problem. I know he has 99 problems. Obviously, oh. everyone knows that. Oh, but there's the uh, the bitch. That's right. Yeah, he has no problems with. <laughs> he has no problems. Is with it that. one bitch or is it just bitches plural? But like bitches is a bitches concept. Bitches ain't one. Is it say bitches or bitch? So he has nine hundred problems. But a bitch ain't one, or but bitches ain't one. But a, but a bitch ain't. But one. a bitch ain't one. So it's one bitch. So when he says a bitch, his th- bitch ain't. That's one. just sort of like all encompassing bitches. That's not like one bitch, right? Well, I'm having him on the podcast next week. That'd be good to clear it up. That like, should be the first. That might even be question number one. Yeah, I'd be like, obviously, you know why I have you on the pod. But I think a bigger question is, what are the 99 problems? I got 99 problems. You know, because we're all, we're all so focused on the bitch, obviously, right? Yeah. Because we're celebrating that that's not a problem he has, where that's a problem for a lot of guys, you know, myself included. I think, like, it's very hard to understand. How many bitches. women uh, have you been with? total in your life i don't is that too i don't personal? kiss and tell man smart yeah I've how many women tell have you, have you have you kissed over 10 girls on the lips today today <laughs> if i had sunglasses that'd be a good time to put them on today i've kissed over 10 i'm willing to share that Whoa. with the listeners and with you damn i've kissed over 10 Wilt, girls Wilt chamberlain over here is he is he good with them oh my god Man, you're so devoid of pop culture knowledge. Well, he's, it's I almost, know who, he's a basketball player, right? Are you Brendan right? Fraser from Encino, man? Was he void? Oh, of my it? God. Like, even, oh, my That wow. movie I saw when I was a kid. I'm trying, and I opened for the I'm Weasel. I'm trying to diss you about your lack of knowledge of pop culture with a pop culture reference, and that went over your head even. That was beautiful. There's no better answer you could have given to me slamming you with Brendan Fraser from Encino, man. Do you think if I improved my pop culture knowledge, it would make me a better comedian? For sure, <laughs> for sure. But I mean, look, if you're not wired that way, you're not built that way, there's no point in, you just got to lean into your core competencies. No, so but it would make I, no sense trying to like but read it, up on pop culture. But if it would improve my stand-up. I don't think so, because I think you do a different thing and it's not so reliant on pop culture. Like I'll say things just because I'm already thinking of it. So it's nothing to me. But if, yeah. if you don't have those memories will chamberlain's a basketball player yeah and he's notorious for fucking a ton of women like he and did he have hiv or anything like that believe it or not no he's clean yeah Good uh, for him. yeah for all we know good for him so i could help you hmm. with any problems you have i mean i really wish you would have prepped me with because it's hard to come up with right here on the spot what my i should have marco is. polo prep prep the guest yeah you should have I need to talk well, to him about What that. do you do if I got... If I, I if I got <laughs> Dude, Listen, that, that's, that's a huge faux pas. You're like, I got my producer. He's doing everything. And, uh, oh, he forgot to uh, <laughs> he forgot to tell you what the, the podcast the, is? The crux. Well, I just assumed as a professional, you would have done your research. Yeah, I would have dug into the archives and just listened to every... How many episodes have you had? Like 60. Yeah. I'm just going to just put them on like times 10 and I'm just going <laughs> to speed listening. <laughs> I cancel all my appointments. Like I have to know I can't go in cold. Everyone's got issues. Even if you have to think about it right now. True. It's like issues. It doesn't even matter if you're brown, if you're white, if you're man, if you're trans. Right. Y'all got issues. That's, that sounds like a, it's a good song. 
Yeah, that's the premise to my podcast. Doesn't it's like, matter. It's like black or white 2.0. If you're black or it white, don't matter if you get a dick or vagina or a mesh of <laughs> this both. This is a real song. No, uh, but you know Michael Jackson. He only touched on it. Don't matter if you're black or white. Mm-hmm. That's back when the U.S. was black and white. Right. We were so focused on race, but now genitals are thrown into the mix. Other races. Other races. How you identify. You may have mm-hmm. a penis, but don't identify. So there's a lot of things going on. Lately, I've been identifying with a penis. Yeah. What was it before? Yeah, I went through phases. A phase. Yeah, phases. But lately, I've been just back to like, I'm a man. Uh-huh. I'm an American man. Yeah, it's cool to have options. I'm a white guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm back to white guy. Man, my problems. Take a minute. Close your eyes. Hmm. I see him. I see the problems coming up at the top of your brain right now. I see him passing through. Which one are you going to pick? Maybe My problems, you're too connected. Yeah, maybe there's some of that. Too yeah. tied to... You, you know, one thing I've noticed mom? is like uh, when you're not in a relationship any, anymore, like uh, there is no such thing as on your phone too much. <laughs> right. Who's going to call yeah, you, you out for you that? You got no police. Especially when you're home alone. Oh, what else are you going to do? That's it. What, but are you also, read a I think book? phones get a bad rap. People on the phones all the time. It's like having a newspaper on you at all times. Look at any old photo. Everyone's reading the newspaper on the train. We just have the technology to have the newspaper. It's like you have everything in the world on this. Yeah. Why are we trying to take that away from people? I get like what you just want to stare at the back of the seat of the bus. Is that better? I want to read. Yeah. On my phone. You don't know what he's like. Maybe he's enriching himself and like learning a ton of you know. Maybe he's writing a novel. I just think the phone is so vilified. Like, look, obviously you want to be able to. When you're having a conversation with someone, like that's what to, it is. To know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's people, you know, the classic. We're at a diner together, and all of us. We use on your phones. phones, but that's but how I get. Hold on, you, you know what's great though? When you have such a deep connection and friendship with someone, where you could both be on your phone. That's what I was thinking. That's My true. My best love. friends and I. It's almost go like on our phones together when you go to eat with someone, like lunch or dinner, and you like barely talk the entire time, and no one's weirded out by it. Like if you can eat in silence with someone that's true love or friendship yeah. if you gotta be like that's bestie oh what else um oh what, you don't want to talk or <laughs> if you could be comfortable in the silence right you're solid mm-hmm. or people go like oh this is <laughs> this is weird no it's not it's not weird at all you've Get got out. something Get yeah out of here. yeah you up out you're out of the group right and right. i've also We're noticed phone group. you know who complains about people who are on their phones too much people whose phones died <laughs> Everyone's just like that, and then their phone dies. And you're like, Everyone's on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you? Oh, oh I left oh, you got in the car. Oh, I left my phone in the car. Yeah. And then what's up with people whose phones are always dead? What are you? They're How? on old. They're poor. Those are poor. No, people. there's people with iPhones, and their phones always die. Old iPhones. They don't. Here's the thing. In this day and age, your phone should never die. Get a battery case. So it's a case and a battery. Uh huh. Have a power brick. It's not that hard. I set a rule for myself not to do that. I'm like, if I can't make this top of the line phone last me, hey, long whatever enough, you need to do, then I am. All right, on it if too it's a much. willpower thing, yeah, if, uh, sure. But if it's always dying, fix the problem. It's not a problem. It's sort of like people who were like, oh, I don't own a car. I don't. Yeah, I don't. And then they just have everyone drive them everywhere. Right. Hey, can I get a run? You're doing it wrong. If you don't have a car, don't be a burden as well. Ride a bike. Take the bus. Don't hit everybody up for rides. I think you're going to be a good dad. Really? I think so, too. You just instill all these opinions in your kid. Yeah. And your kid's going to be annoying, but grow up cool. He, he's going to know, he's gonna know the rules. It. He'll know the rules. There's nothing worse life. than an eco-friendly guy who's just like, oh, you're just going to get into my gas guzzler? Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, at least it's carpooling. Not really. It's just a burden. So no problems in your life. Your life is just perfect. No, it's not. It's not perfect. Your life's just peachy keen. I mean, compared to other people, I would. It's you know, people have some like serious issues and stuff like that. Like, I got first world problems, I guess. You know, what's the biggest one? What's the biggest one? I don't know. I guess I uh like work, work uh like career and the personal life balance. You know that that's always how much is too much. You know what I mean? How do you go about? How much is too much? And then also there's like career wants and stuff. 
Yeah, that one's normal. That one everyone's got. The sure, and that'll ones. never end. And that's yeah. kind of refreshing to learn that you'll have, you know, you go to dinner and stuff with the, like bigger comics, and then like, oh fuck, it never ends. They're okay. they're still complaining. Yeah. Do you think if you took your shirt off in the dance videos that it would multiply? What like, if like the female comments? What if after this podcast you see the advice you've given me implemented into my Instagram? <laughs> you just see all these like shirtless dance, <laughs> these shirtless dance videos in my kitchen. I think it would help. Even if you don't have a good body, it's like confidence. True. Yeah. I posted a video of me in proposing to a woman. Did you see that? Oh yeah. So what's the what's the backstory there? You do it in every city. The backstory that was the first where, one. Where was it? This was in Vancouver. Okay. And I did a and show. And who's this woman? Just the, she was, she the was show? at the show. Perfect. And I just said, hey. Uh, what would you think if I just proposed to you right here and made a scene? And I said it like as uh, That's a joke, as a joke, yeah. or I don't know why I said it, not thinking she would be down, be down. And then she goes, do it like you have to do it. Do it right now. She like then she made I didn't even want to do it. Uh, and she kind of pressured funny. me into doing yeah. it. So I went to the staff. I got her a ring from her friend. I went to the staff and told them to turn down the music on my cue. And I like made it was a crowded bar on oh, a weekend. Yeah. yeah. And I I turned down the music and I got on one knee and I did some bullshit speech. Sure, yeah. And she was an amazing actress, by the way. She start, she like put her hand over her face like she was crying. She said, yes, we made out. In the end, that's what I did it for, was for the makeup. For sure. Yeah. I was did like, you know that? I mean, yeah, that'd be weird if she didn't. Yeah, like she said, then yes, but be then like, didn't kiss. Fake. The funniest part of the whole thing was you could hear a guy in the background as it's going. And it looks so re- even to me when I watch it, I'm like, yeah. this looks so real. He knows this bullshit. No, but you could hear a guy in the background goes, but why at a bar, though? <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's so like, funny. Like he's just having an existential crisis at this bar. Like everyone's everyone's, everyone's celebrating. Cheering, yeah. He goes, why, why at, a, at bar? a bar, though? And it's so funny, but I also think, what a dick. Like, what if that was real? That's a good point. They don't know the history. Maybe what if we met, met there? Yeah. yeah, what if we met at the bar? He doesn't know, so I can't help but laugh, but I also think that guy's probably a big dick. Yeah, he ruined your moment. Yeah, he ruined... What Albeit if, fake, he ruined it. What if I'm playing that for my kids, for our kids? Why at a bar? You have to take it to audio, guys. You go, can you scrub the <laughs> why at a bar, though? <laughs> yeah. It just kind of ruins the moment. It just ruins the moment. Uh, for and go, I was thinking I, about doing that every city. You should. I want to do Why it not? next time with a man. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You yeah. could switch it up. You could yeah. get some really odd looking people. Like, why are these people like getting married? Like, how do they even meet? <laughs> I think it's yeah. good to do. Oh, you mean not even myself? Just get other people to. Get no, married. I'm talking about you. Like, Me and yeah, odd just like <laughs> it'll be funnier. <laughs> like, look, if it's like another white girl or whatever, that is that's not odd. But if it's like right, it has to. It almost has to be different. It's each like time. you and like a six five black woman, and then yeah. maybe it's like a little person at the next the next city, and then it can get really weird. Yeah, that's comedy. Because love no knows no shape or size. Not in twenty nineteen. Back in the day, it would. Yeah. Back in the day, whites married whites. Back in the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, sometimes I think like if it weren't for comedy, I don't know how I would meet people. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's lonely. Sure. It can be. Yeah. What do you do after a killer show mm-hmm. when you've you were headlining? You just did an hour, and you you rocked it, and then <laughs> I get off stage and I I decompress in the, in the green room, you know, and uh-huh. I go, "You rocked it." <laughs> and then, time, to and meet, then time to meet your public. Yeah, and then you're you're still stuck in that city for a whole night mm-hmm. with nothing to do. What's your go-to activity? Well, ideally. That's why it's great that like Santino or Theo will take you on the road. So then you have someone to hang out with. Sometimes yeah. I'll go to these cities and I got I yeah. got nothing to do. What'd you do when you were in Vegas? Vegas was like the worst, dude. Did you, when you were at Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. Uh huh. What did mean, you do after the shows? The shows are fine, you know. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's fun. Like the shows are that's the yeah, easiest part fine. of it. But it's just watching Which, paint dry. And Vegas is not a go by yourself city. No, Vegas is horrible. It's like that nightclub thing we we're talking. All Vegas is it's like a it's like a cruise well at least the shows it's like a cruise ship on land you've got to be everything to everybody because it's everyone's vacation destination you get red states blue states so it's this weird Frankenstein of an audience there's no identity like even if you do I don't know Omaha Nebraska albeit it's different from a blue state or anything at least there's a thumbprint there's an identity but when you have 
a guy from Tennessee, a guy from New York, a guy is just weird hodgepodge of people. And there's no consistency to the, the shows and crowds. But what did you do after the shows? Uh, what would I do? I mean, thank God, like Rick Glassman and Esther were there for one of the one one night or two nights. They were the feature and host. No, they just oh. happened. The thing about oh, Vegas they were just is in like Vegas. there's so, always there's, comedians. There's there. always comedians there, and you yeah. can like link up with other people who happen to be there. It's sort of like how New York is as yeah. well. You'll usually know some people who are there. Um, but I just walk. I just walk around. I would look forward to my meals. I'm like, at least there's some decent food around here. I got some work done. But yeah, it's. Nothing. That's it. So you didn't do anything. I didn't really do anything. Yeah. You didn't what am I going to I'm going to zip line by myself. <laughs> I don't gamble. You didn't, did you spend a dollar on gambling? Did you no. even, you didn't even put my brother actually, he wanted me to put money on the Portland Trailblazers game. So I did that for him. And he's like, you want to go half on this? And I'm like, no, I don't want Did he win? No. So you made the right decision so not going half. He lost 500 bucks. 500? That's a big. What's yeah, he? What's man. he do for work? He's a dentist, baby. Oh, okay, he has that dentist money. We could do the five hundred. Yeah. Okay. He, so he had to like pull out some more teeth. Just he told the guy that he had to pull some more teeth just to make up for that bet. <laughs> the guy didn't even need his teeth pulled, but he had to like. <laughs> he just said, "Hey, I think you. This isn't this tooth yeah. is fine, <laughs> but I could see it." He's like, "Nah, happening. we we definitely need to take these ones out too." Yeah, I'd reckon you don't have to take them out, but I'd recommend it. Right. Yeah, and they're like, "Okay, if you'd recommend it, I do. I definitely do." <laughs> Just all his patients have no teeth because he's your your brother gets his dentist license taken away because of this podcast. No, no, that's not true, guys. He's a good dentist. He's a good. He's, he's a the good. best. He works on me. Come on. <laughs> Look bad. at these results. <laughs> okay, you've done. You have a lot of comedy accomplishments. I do. You're living your dreams. You know what's tough is you live with you all the time and you're in your own head all the time. Not in a bad way, but like it's sort of like when you don't see someone for a long time, and they go, "Oh, you're different." And you go, oh, I don't know, because you look at yourself right. every day. You don't. You so don't realize I'm too all close, the things I'm too you've close to my own career. But in my to, opinion, you've accomplished. You've done a lot of things. Mm-hmm. What of all the things you've done? What would you consider your biggest besides failure? This pod- oh, this podcast. Besides this podcast, <laughs> yeah, this is my biggest failure. After this, the one that you and Linochi did. <laughs> <laughs> no, my biggest failure. What? Well, yeah. What of all the things you've done? I don't want to say it doesn't necessarily have to be a regret, but it can be uh-huh. like what comedy thing have you done where I go? I wish I didn't do that. Comedy Anything? thing. And maybe you have nothing. Or it could be or it could be this. What is something you were so close to getting, but maybe didn't get? Maybe you maybe you flopped an audition and you're mm. like, man, I wish I did better at that audition. Like what's. What's the biggest disappointment? <laughs> What's your biggest disappointment? Uh, let's see. All right, I'll give you. I'll give you. Or mistake. I'll I'll tell you three things I'm thinking of. So one, okay. I community. I tested for community. Okay. You know on NBC. Yeah. So I got really far on that. Okay. Um, and then for that role of Abed. So okay. I didn't. I didn't get that. I was still working at Boeing at the time. Okay. Oh, this is a, so this is a long. And time this was ago. my first time. It was like my first kind of like brush with this stuff. And then they're working out your test deal and stuff. So that means, you know, before you go in for the audition or for the, like the final audition, it was between me and four other people. Uh, so they work out your test deal, the lawyers and everything. So how much you would get paid per episode if if you are the guy they pick. Uh-huh. And they do that so that you're locked in to the deal so that you don't hold them over a barrel. Right. If you're the guy and the deal's not worked out and you go, no, I want this much now. I want this yeah. much. So everyone works out their deal and then they go into audition. Right. So that it's locked in if you're chosen. So I didn't get it. Um, that's not that doesn't burn. I mean, it sucks for like three hours, and I'm a pretty uh-huh. rational guy. Like I get over things. It was never mine to begin with. That's what you learn. Right. Sometimes you might get close on a project. You didn't walk in thinking I got this. You walked in thinking I hope I get this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's, some people, but some people don't. Some people walked in, and they go, "I got this," I and guess. they walk out and they and go, "Maybe they need to tell themselves that." Yeah. Like some people have that killer mentality, like Kobe yeah. Gene or whatever, where they're yeah. like, "This is mine." <laughs> They got to rip it away from me. I was made for the, the stars of aligned. Yeah. God chose me to have this role. You know, like I'm perfect. I'm not like my mantra is just sort of like I'm going to do my best. I'm good at what I do. I'll do my best. Hopefully it works out. Whoever gets it will be the right person for this job. I think that's a healthy way of looking at it. Right. I don't need to like mental gymnastic my way into like doing my best. Like, no, this is mine. <laughs> You're this role. 
So that is so whatever. I went in there. I did me. Um, so I didn't get that. Oh yeah. So then, like after three hours, I'm like, okay, it was never mind to begin with. And because when you're in it, you feel like, oh man, because yeah. that it was my first time. And you go through the, I guess it's not a good path to go down where you're like, I'll be making this much, and then right, you start you fantasizing this, yeah, like, what your life your is going to be like. like I'm gonna be past every club, yeah, quit man. at Boeing. And you, gonna, once you've you've been in entertainment long enough, you just get so you get way more no's and you get yeses. You just learn to be good at what you do. Take the lotto tickets, you know, like for these auditions or whatever. Do your best. If if it works out, great. Be pleasantly surprised if something does. Don't believe it until it happens. Yeah. Don't ever get too emotionally invested. Right. Believe it after it's done. Believe it when you see it. It's just a way better way to live. Um, and then there's this, this other time. So there's two auditions that like probably top worst auditions I ever did. One of them was I was commercial auditioning. I'm not good at commercial auditions. I stopped going on them a while ago. You just uh, said I'm not. I'm not doing these. I anymore. just told my people I go like, and because you have to drive to Santa Monica. But didn't you book a couple of them? No, just one. Oh, one. Okay, well, just one. one Wendy's commercial a long time ago. That's still. That's still. Nah, not given like to go out on this enough? many commercials. Yeah. No, that's not good. Was it a good check for the Wendy's one? Not really. It was okay. Thirty? Sure. No, not 30K? even. It was. It was 10? a regional. It wasn't even a national. Ten k? No. Five. Around that, something like that. Okay. Okay. So. I, for commercial auditions, you're always driving to Santa Monica with rush hour. Right. And it's just, it takes up half to your be, day. To be, to be a commercial actor in Hollywood, it's just like, do you have a car? Like, how much are you willing to drive? If I taught a commercial acting class, I would say, how much are you willing to drive? <laughs> <laughs> that is the difference between Because I can get you auditions in San Diego. And not booking. Do you go, do you have any acting notes? No. Drive fast. Just drive. Get there on time. Get to all the auditions. Yeah. So there's this one Ford audition. And then you just, I hate when there's so much dialogue. I would love, sometimes I see a commercial and there's a guy who just like gives a look. I want that. I don't want to talk in these commercials. You had lines. Dude, I had like, there were so many lines in this Ford commercial. It's crazy. So I go in there. And I'm like, I'm like trying to do the, I'm trying to do the lines. There's like so many. And then I'm like, I'm fucking it up. And then I'm like, ah, let me, and I just, you probably get like two or three resets, let's say. And then I just, my brain couldn't do it. And it was, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And then I just go, ah, I'm sorry guys. And then I just laugh. Because it wasn't gonna happen. Like, like how long? Yeah. How long am I gonna yeah, be like? You're not gonna ah, hold, ah, hold on, guys. Ah. The only thing you could have ah, done, it, maybe, it, but it's like it's not worth it. Is maybe you could have been like, can I come back in like three hours and just? But not even. There's no point. But there's something yeah. very refreshing about an actor just packing it in and understanding. Like, look, let's let's just save everyone some time here. Where I'm like, it's got torque in the more <laughs> tired. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> so you walked out <laughs> and, then I and walked out. like, okay. Yeah. And then it didn't get back to your agent or anything. I don't know. Maybe it, it did. Who knows? Yeah, whatever. And I mean, did um, you have one more? You said you had a third. Oh, yeah, there's this one. I kind of had another one of those where it was for this, I think it was for Disjointed on uh, Netflix. Okay. You know, Chris Red had that. Yeah. It wasn't that part. It was some other part. And this one sucked because like, I think Norman Lear was behind it, and he's a, a TV legend. He did All in the Family. He did. Yeah, he's a man. He's yeah, he's done a ton of stuff. So, icon, and he so you're he's kind of excited old now. about the project. Or he, I'm just excited about him. And yeah. so I'm going in and I'm reading like he's in he's in you know, I guess I got fast tracked pretty pretty late in the process or whatever. So it's like a producer session or like a, a director session or something like that. So he's in the audience and I'm trying to do it, and I'm having like. I just can't get through the lines. So sometimes it doesn't happen a lot, but it's happened like with the Ford thing and then this, where it's just, I can't, it's just a bad audition. And yeah. I'm just like eating shit or I just can't get the words out. And then like, whatever, they're like, thank you. And everyone just knows it's garbage. Yeah. And I leave. And then in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's cool that I got to eat shit in front of a legend before he dies. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because like he doesn't have a lot of time left. You he's just like, walked out feeling bad like about 90, yourself. He's like 90. I mean, I got over it. Sure. I laughed about it. But, but that day, you walk out going, damn. Because it's one thing to do that yeah. to just like a casting director or whatever. And like, whatever. Who cares? Like, or a casting assistant. 
but but to like Norman Lear. <laughs> but these things you you learn in life, no one remembers bad shit. You are you, so you dwell on these things. I mean, I don't even dwell on it anymore, but just an observation is because it's you, you think about it more than the other person, whereas like he would never even remember it. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, he forgot he about you never, two yeah. auditions later. He forgot yeah, about yeah, yeah. you. You could audition for him right now and he wouldn't remember your bad audition. Right. Yeah, but I mean, I have more good auditions than than bad, yeah. but those are just two like titans where I'm like, wow, those are really bad. Those are the fun ones to hear about, I think. I think, well, Bobby will tell those stories too. It's. I think people need to hear it because there are actors you like and it's just refreshing to, everyone, to hear no everyone. One, no, one no one is one perfect. No yeah, one bats no. a thousand. Right. And you're going to have those. When I first moved to LA, I went through the whole, like right when I got here, I was like, I need to get headshots. Mm-hmm. I need to look for an agent, a manager. I went through that process, even though I came here for stand up, but right. I was like, that, whatever. So I got this commercial agent from just cold emailing commercial agents and I got an audition, commercial audition within the first week. And I'm like, it's all, I've been in LA two weeks. I got a commercial agent, yeah. a commercial audition. Shit's happening, right? So I read it, and it says, like, athletic jock type uh, UFC. And I'm, going, <laughs> and I'm going, okay, I, I don't think of myself as that, but, I, yeah, I guess sure, I'm kind of yeah. athletic. I'm versatile. Yeah, like, I'm skinny. I'm fit. I played, I played sports in high school. Maybe that's, you know, new age yeah. athletic. Audition, like you said, is in Santa Monica. So I drive literally over an hour to get there in traffic paid for parking Oof. somewhere probably now like you're really invested six bucks to go to this i'm just excited to be in the hollywood process right so i go to this building and i get in the waiting room and every actor there is jacked like yeah fucking ripped yeah. and just tatted up athletic mm-hmm. like how the description describes but how you would actually imagine it to be yeah and i even i made a joke to a couple of them i'm like i th- like I am, I'm not supposed to be here. This athletic, and yeah. they go, "Oh, it's different. It's it's good. Like you're different. You're gonna stand out from everyone. Like this is a well, good thing for you." Well, those are some nice ripped guys. Yeah, they were nice ripped guys. And I'm like, <laughs> and they, and I like convinced myself that they're yeah, it'll stand yeah. out. Yeah, it'll, it'll be yeah. different. Maybe I'll have a chance. I am shredded in my own way. Yeah, like I'll have a yeah. chance. It is different. Maybe they'll realize, I, oh, uh, it'd be cool to get that guy in here. Right, just like a guy before he starts UFC training. <laughs> Like a guy, a guy, a guy when he just got the idea to maybe get in shape. <laughs> so that was my thought process. So I convinced myself that they were right. So then I'm waiting in line. There's literally a line outside the audition room of people going into audition, and there's a window on the door so you could see everyone's audition. Well, that's weird. It's weird. Cause, cause a lot to of this times, day, I've never had another oh, audition. I've like never this. had that either. Yeah. A lot of but, times, when you audition for something, you can hear them through the door. Right. That's the most you could hear like their take on it. Right, this one you could see and hear it. Yeah, that's uh, weird. It, but you hear it through the door, so you can't fully hear it. It's but a little you hear muffled. It. So I see one after another. These guys go in. It's basically some like growling audition where they get up and they're excited about the match. They're like, "Yeah, take them down!" Like something like that, right? And they're doing it, and then the guy says, "Okay, now do take off your shirt and do it again." Right. And I'm thinking, okay, I guess I'll take off my shirt. One, but I'm like. Tenth in line, uh-huh. one by one. I see guys uh-huh. go in, take out the shirts. Yeah, I go in, I do it, and then he goes, "Thanks so much for coming and have a good one." Never asked me. To, I was the only <laughs> one there. Didn't ask, didn't ask me to take off my shirt. Just <laughs> sent me home. You know, you know what would be better is like if you go, uh, I can I can take my shirt off, <laughs> and they go, like you force the issue. You go, no, no, we're we're good, we're good. Oh yeah, because I can put it back on. It's not a big deal. I'm actually kind of hot. I'm, I'm gonna take my shirt off. No, 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 Sarah, Sarah, you can keep it on. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, gonna take it off. Yeah. Just, just, just At least guys, let me just, just you show you a, a peek. Just, just yeah. have an, as an option. <laughs> the worst part was too, at the time I was in this groundlings class, uh-huh. and there was this guy who I made friends with, and I was like, I said, hey, I got this audition. You should come sneak in and do it because yeah. he didn't have a commercial agent or anything like he that. He got far. He did it. He came in and did it. <clears throat> they told him to take his shirt off. Hilarious. So I got less far than a guy who uh, wasn't even supposed to be there at the audition. 
It'd be funny you come in after him. You go, you told him to take his shirt off? <laughs> you know, I'm watching through the window. I, I can got see, him there. I can see and hear you ask all these guys to take their shirt <laughs> off, and you don't You didn't even ask me to lift my shirt a little bit. It doesn't even come all, all the way off. So that was my... Uh, you know what's odd about uh, commercial acting is I had this one audition, and just what how preposterous the industry we're in, especially commercial acting, where literally my whole day was just driving to Santa Monica, parking, getting there and and this is the commercial audition i'm in there i have like a cart i have like a fake cart or no i do have a, a cart and then i have like fake newspapers because i'm pantomiming so i'm pantomiming um just sliding newspapers under a hotel door okay so i have a cart i can see you at that so they go action and i i like bend down slide it and then i go to the next room i slide it and then i'm supposed to pick up a newspaper but it's like a it's like a smart pad or like, like a you know like a I'm supposed to be kind of intrigued by it. And then I slide it under the door. No words. I do that three times. And then I drive home. <laughs> and I'm an adult. I'm a grown man. And this isn't just... I'm not an outlier. This is hundreds, if like if not thousands of people doing oh, that. Oh, yeah. That's, that's an industry. That's a whole business. It's a whole business. That's how T.J. Miller made it in Hollywood. Huh. A lot of commercials, yeah. He did a shitload of commercials. I mean, that's how, that's where it was a big start. We're going to take one call and then we're going to end the podcast. It's from Disraeli Ellison. Some of the ins and outs. Start that over. So, what did they call in already? Or is it? Yeah, it's a voicemail. Voicemail. Uh, Some of the ins and outs. What are the things? What the Things I need. All right. Basically, I'd like some advice on how to produce a series of short stories. Uh, some of the ins and outs, what are the things I need to prepare for? What do I need to know? Um, my budget, for example, do I get my budget before I shoot or is I get it from the script? How do I come up with my budget? Uh, what's the best way to do a call sheet? Um, uh, storyboard, uh, is there a particular technique? Do I find some of the draw stuff or can I take pictures and use pictures to, to make a storyboard? Um, just some advice on producing a series of short stories basically producing projects that's it thank you is that for me or for us that's for you specifically no he didn't know who he was calling he knew he was calling into a comedian hmm. i mean that's let's see how do you how do you know that i would even know that though well if you're a good comedian you would know there that. are comedians who don't experience. produce shorts and stuff well then they're not good <laughs> really? No. I George don't. Wallace? He doesn't do that. I bet he's done that. In the past? I, yeah. It sounds pretty involved what he's doing. I, he yeah, makes it sound I mean, like he's doing like a he's Hollywood like, do you need the budget film? first? Yeah, you need the budget first. He's talking about call sheets and stuff. Okay, let's take a different call. This is Well, a, hold on. I mean, okay. if he lives, this is the broad st- strokes version. I think to get started, you don't need to be you're asking a lot of high-end questions like this is a very high level stuff you need to think about you're almost asking like what should, who should i hire for craft services <laughs> <laughs> you know like if, if you're trying to go zero maybe go zero to 20 or zero to 10 instead of zero to 60 right because you're you're thinking like spielberg terms already right why don't you true. why don't you get somebody with some nice equipment some buddies who are down to shoot maybe there's a cinematographer you know or if not just like just Learn by doing, right? And then maybe you'll get to the point where a production company or all that stuff comes way down the line. Like I started making comedy shorts, uh, just by myself, and I would I would tell the person where to shoot. That's and, true. And you you learn on the job and on the fly, and that's good advice. Yeah, you don't need. Yeah, I mean, even you, even storyboarding. You're putting which the cart before the horse. Says you should do. It's like I don't know many first people, first timers who, who are have storyboarding. Like, look, if you're like Guillermo del Toro and you've got this vision of like, no, I, I want him to be in the top left corner <laughs> and uh, it, it'll be sunset. If you're like that, okay. But if you're asking how do I, you don't, you don't need to do that. Just make sure you have coverage. Like, okay, we need a shot of him entering. Let's get a medium shot of that. Let's do a wide shot of that. It depends what you're trying to do. 
Storyboarding is for more like calculated, like Tarantino shots where it's almost like a painting. I agree. These things that are issues, like if you need storyboarding, you'll find out right away. Okay, next time I need yes, a storyboard. Yes, like for if, you're, this. if you're being super cinematic and it's almost like a French film or something. Oh, you I, you'll say, oh, I should have budgeted for a sound. You know, you'll learn things as you go. Sure, but like think about Always Sunny. They don't. They're not like storyboarding that. That's maybe just, produce your, uh, Maybe produce your least favorite short story first. Maybe make that one first so you learn from yeah, it. Yeah, also do something very doable. So maybe just do a sketch or, or whatever one. that's like two minutes long, three minutes long. Because then you'll actually be able to finish it. Instead of some people will type a whole movie out and it's like 120 pages. This will never get made and no one wants to read anything. Right, no one's Why don't you your, just do something uh, shorter to show what you can do? I agree. Let's take one more. <laughs> Elizabeth Aziz. <sighs> My back is really against the wall here. I, I just don't know what to do. You know, they've been cutting our hours at the salon and I just can't get enough money together to pay the bills this month. I really don't want to let my family down. This is a commercial audition? What do you think I should do? <laughs> Yo! What the fuck is this? What do you mean, dude? Oh my god, yeah. I really didn't want to Dude, is this TaskRabbit and you just have people read bullshit? I just don't know what else to do. <laughs> my friend has been living in my house and just. Do you do this with every guest? Kind of freeloading <laughs> off of me now for six months. How do I get her to get up and get her own place? You know, the way she's reading it makes it sound like she's doing an Aleve ad. I'm really like, afraid of saying <sighs> the wrong thing to her. My back's really up I against a wall. <laughs> So bad. In the past, I used to take Advil, but one to leave. What if I was really casting for something? She you would know, never get it. You know, like it. how I'm trying to figure out, like, this sounds phony as shit. <laughs> and it wasn't. I, and I didn't said, call bullshit. And take, she, two. <laughs> take two. Take <laughs> two. <laughs> it was so bad. Look. So hold on, the first guy, too? I'm not going to say. Of course so. And no, also, no. he had a lot of mouth stuff going on, too. Like. <laughs> It was almost like he was like an R&B guy. Take one more. Like, um, yeah, I just thought. Yeah, that doesn't even. He's like, yeah, like you got a storyboard. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is like the end of a movie where everything's okay. making sense. Now I'm like, sew, 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 sew. this one's real, Aaron Michelle. Yeah, right. This one's a real one. I'm wondering how I can deal with my mother's mental illness, and how I can learn. She in a fucking bathtub. To <laughs> not. Take her anger and the awful things she says to heart where it negatively affects me for a long period of time after having any kind of interaction with her. I, I legit think she was in a bathtub recording that because <laughs> it sounds echoey. You could hear water dripping. It was echoey and water dripping. Who does she think she is? I think she was she did on the phone, so she didn't realize it would pick up all that. Yeah, we know. I'm a good detective, huh? Mm-hmm. Like if we're trying to figure out the killer, it'd be like, "Well, she's the, in a bathtub." I, you know, I had a mentally ill mom, uh, abusive mom myself. <laughs> had have, <laughs> yeah. And uh, but most people, you know, don't believe me when I say it. Uh huh. We haven't met your mom. I think you have. Yeah, okay. maybe I can't remember. I think I like most recently I bumped into your dad and your mom. Yes. In downtown. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we were getting ice cream. Mm-hmm. You were too, or they were? I think they were just walking by. You were getting ice cream. Yeah, yeah. That's Me sweet. and the boys were getting ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say the best thing to do is keep your distance. From your parents? Yeah. Uh, or from your mentally ill parent. Interesting. That's me personally. Right. What would you say to do? Hmm. I guess if it becomes too much of an impedance on your life or it's very, very toxic, it's like bob and weave. Help when you can, but then... Yeah. Dis- distance when it's too a much lot attacking. Of, you know, a lot of people don't have any relationship at all with their parents. That's, that's tough, though, man. Like, we're. Like, I'm not saying to do that. I'm I just love saying. my family so much. You know, family's so important to me. And like, I don't know what that's. W- there are people who don't have that, and I know not every family is perfect. Some people need to do that by necessity. Um, that has not been my life, you know. So all I know is like a strong family unit, and like that's what I would like to provide eventually down the line and all that stuff. So. Yeah, I don't know the personal strife and struggle of that type of situation. It sounds tough. So, I mean, I wish I I can't even offer advice because I don't even know. I can't navigate that. I wish I knew. Well, actually, right. I don't wish I knew. Like, I'm just... Fahim is too scared to give you advice. 
Well, you're too scared to mess up. How would I up. even know? It's too almost scared. being like, hey, Fahim, uh, how do I throw a cur- how do I make my curveballs curve more? You could guess. All right, whip your arm more. See there, that's probably right. All right. Oh, so you want me to? Ju- All right, cool. You want me to give her like she's a mentally ill mom, and I don't yeah. know anything about this, but I should just yeah. offer some advice. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, whoever called Aaron, you should take this advice. I mean that. Totally. Just, I would I would talk to your mom, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess try to be a good daughter when you can. But if she pushes you too much, then I don't know. Just act accordingly. Give what you get. But don't fight fire with fire. If she's like coming at you toxic, understand that it's because of this other thing she has no control over. So don't wind her up because she doesn't know any better like you do. So, um, yeah. Yeah, just treat her like a sick little duckling. I guess try to have a good relationship when you can. And when you can't, just be understanding. And if it's too much, just back off a bit and take the time you need. That's good advice. Yeah. Really good. Anything you want to plug while you're on here? Oh, so much, dude. Um, I have a podcast, too. It's called Fahim Anwar Dance Hour. Love it. Yeah, Fahim Anwar Dance Hour. And then I have a one-hour special. I think it's on Prime now. It's called There's No Business Like Show Business. So that's the one-hour stand-up special. And then Goat Face, we did a sketch special for Comedy Central. I think you can get that on Prime, too. Oh, I know. That's that. called, okay, cool. called Goat Face. Mm, and then just, you know, on social, at Fahim Anwar. And I could tell you firsthand, most of the stuff he just named is pretty good stuff. That's nice. Thank you. No, all of it. It's great. Thank you, man. Check out Fahim. He's one of my favorites. And you'll be seeing him in your city soon. So look for his, yeah. his schedule, too. Check for me stand-up. out when, I, when, a really I, when good, I come there. Really good comedian. Beloved. Yeah, I'm trying to do more tour dates. I'll be in Montreal, Dublin, uh, Amsterdam, and London this summer. Shit. So World traveler. Mr. International, baby. He's a... Uh, you know, he already knows this, but he's an underrated comic who I think should be uh, selling more tickets than he does. Oh, that's nice. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, Un- he's, he's actually not underrated. Everyone knows. Everyone who <laughs> sees him knows he's going to He's just not as uh, well known. Yeah. Sometimes it's a timing thing. He's and just nah, a fucking nobody. I'm a nobody. I'm an almost nobody, though. Almost nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got potential to be a somebody. He's a somebody. You know what it is? I think I'm, I'm, you know, whatever, close and all this stuff. Sometimes it's, there'll be really, really talented people, but it takes a certain lightning rod moment or for everyone to kind of discover what's already there. I need the thing that'll swing the light to the body of the work, you know? And I think this is going to be it right here. This, this, is, this is, yeah, the program. So congratulations. Welcome to Hollywood. <laughs> oh, thanks, dude. This this falls down. There's a bunch of producers <laughs> and like we're ready for your close up. I'm like now. Thanks for doing it. See you guys. Thanks for having me.